One of the most difficult, painful races I've ever run was over in 18 minutes and 58 seconds. The first two miles were tough, yet in control, but I knew the worst was yet to come. I gradually quickened my pace almost imperceptibly as the effort was rising. My breathing was getting faster and faster, and I tried to focus on two steps for each inhale and one step for each powerful exhale. I tried not to grimace or hold any tension in my face because I needed every last bit of energy to go to my legs and my lungs. With a quarter mile left to go, my fancy watch would no longer guide my decisions and I just kept pushing because it was as fast as my burning legs would let me go. Under my ribs, a gnawing side stitch began to grow in intensity as if it was my body's Hail Mary pass to try to slow me down. Each breath became a little shallower and a little more frantic. I turned the corner before the finish line where a cruelly placed hill mocked my desperate effort to finish under 19 minutes. With two seconds to spare, I finally crossed the finish line, stopped my watch, and celebrated my win in what I consider to be the most challenging long-distance running events of them all. Yes, I said it. In my opinion, an all-out 5K is more difficult than most marathons. Yet, if you're a marathoner, training for the 5K could just be your secret weapon to getting faster in the distance you really love. Welcome to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and my mission is to help you improve your running, your mindset, and your life with science-backed training and plant-based nutrition. In this episode, you'll learn why the 5K is such a great distance for all endurance runners, how to train for the 5K if you're a beginner or not, and I'll talk about some racing techniques that will help you turn in your best performance yet. This episode will give you everything you need to train and race 3.1 miles. If you need even more help, you can order my book, The Planted Runner, Running Your Best with Plant-Based Nutrition, wherever you get books or request a copy from your local library. Or you can enter to win a copy for free just by writing an Apple Podcast review. I choose a new winner every month. Or if you'd like help directly from me, you can check out my freebies, personal coaching, or sign up for my PR team at theplantedrunner.com slash link. Don't forget to stay tuned all the way to the end of the episode for another Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. One of the most popular race distances out there for recreational and professional runners alike is the 5K. A 5K race is 3.1 miles long, and if you live in any decently sized town or city in the United States, you could find a 5K race just about every weekend, especially in the nice weather months. Part of the reason they're so popular is because they are so accessible. Most people can walk three miles and most relatively fit people can run three miles. So the 5K is a fundraiser's dream race distance. If you are just starting to get in shape, a 5K is an admirable and achievable goal and a great way to showcase your newfound fitness. 
More seasoned runners show up at 5K races to test their skills, polish up their speed, or to get a hard workout in with thousands of their closest friends in the middle of their marathon training. The beauty of a 5K for those runners is that it's long enough to still be highly aerobic, yet is short enough to really crank down on some speed. And unlike a marathon, racing a 5K won't leave you walking funny for the next several days, meaning you can slip in 5Ks almost as much as you like in a marathon buildup without missing a beat of training with extra recovery days. So what exactly is a fast 5K? The 5K or 5,000 meter race has been around since at least 1897. As of the recording of this podcast, the men's world record is held by Ugandan Joshua Cheptegi in 1235, and the women's world record is 1406, run by Ethiopian Lezenbet Giddy. It's doubtful that any of the tape breakers at your local turkey trout will come anywhere close to these insanely fast paces, but it's fun to dream, isn't it? So what's considered fast for a 5K for a mere mortal? Well, if you are walking a 5K, that would take you somewhere around 45 to 60 minutes to complete. Most recreational runners would be pretty happy with a 25-minute 5K or less, which is five minutes per kilometer or about an eight-minute mile. Front-of-the-pack non-elite runners tend to cross the line under 20 minutes, while professional runners are in the 15-minute range for women and the 13- to 14-minute range for men. My PR in the 5K is 1858, which is pretty good, but it doesn't translate to what I could do in the marathon. In fact, all the racing equivalency calculators I've used would tell me that a sub three hour marathon is impossible for someone with that 5K time. But that's mostly because I'm just better trained and better suited for the marathon than the 5K. And you'll likely find that there are races that suit you better as well. So don't completely trust those online estimations. The great thing about the 5K is that it's a really challenging distance all on its own, but it's also fantastic race practice for other distances. If you love the marathon, for example, spending some serious time in between marathon cycles training for the 5K will certainly help you improve your marathon time. It's also a refreshing break from the long grind of marathon training. Let's get into what a 5K specific training cycle looks like regardless of your experience. All runners training for a 5K need to remember that even though it's a relatively short race, it's still highly aerobic. Aerobic means that you are using oxygen to unlock the fuel in your cells to move your muscles. The way you build a big aerobic engine is lots of slow running or even walking. Now, when I say lots of slow running, that's relative to your experience and fitness. If you've never run before, popping out the door for a three-mile jog will land you right back where you started on the couch. But for an everyday runner, three miles a day might be your sweet spot or it might not be much at all. Again, the details depend on where you're starting from, but the advice is the same. Spend most of your training staying in the aerobic zone where you can talk easily, but you are still moving your body. 
If you're a brand new runner and you're not coming from another sport, just covering the distance of 5K or 3.1 miles could be a lot for you, and that's okay. We all start somewhere. For these runners, I recommend a run-walk program. So you might walk for five minutes as your warm-up, then run for two minutes, then walk for two minutes. You could repeat this sequence for 20 or 30 minutes and then finish with a walk to cool down. Then on day two, I recommend just resting or walking. On day three, try adding a minute to your run segments. Then the next day, rest or just walk. After a couple of weeks, you could be fit enough to lengthen your runs into miles instead of minutes, always making sure that you're recovering well in between your workouts to build up your muscles and prevent injury. If you're sore or extra tired, give yourself an extra rest day or go back to a run-walk sequence. Eventually, you'll be able to run three miles in training, and if you like, you can go ahead and sign up for your first 5K to see what the race experience is like. Once you're comfortable with the distance, you'll want to work on your speed. And more specifically than just raw speed, you want to work on your stamina, which is the combination of speed and endurance. You could go out to your local track and bust out some short repeats as fast as you can. And a lot of people do this. High effort, intense intervals will help you sharpen your raw speed, but they don't give you what you really need, which is the ability to sustain your speed over 3.1 miles. So for that, we need to get specific for about six weeks or so. I'll go over the exact workouts that I recommend for a great 5K right after this. I'm the type of person that prefers relying on good habits, not motivation or inspiration. I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted a simple, all-in-one routine that checked all the boxes. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've felt more energized. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more, it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water, once a day, every day. As a plant-based athlete, AG1 covers my base with high-quality ingredients with adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole-food-sourced nutrients. If you want to take ownership of your health this year, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash plantedrunner. That's drinkag1.com slash plantedrunner. Check it out. You know I'm not a fan of New Year's resolutions, except when they're as easy as swapping out that ugly plastic laundry jug for a slim envelope of Earth Breeze. Earth Breeze looks exactly like a dryer sheet, but it's actually a super powerful, ultra-concentrated laundry detergent that you toss into your washing machine in any cycle. It gets even my stinkiest running clothes fresh and clean, and there's no more awful orange jug in my laundry room or in the landfill. When you're ready to join me, you'll never run out of detergent again because EarthBreeze has a flexible subscription that you can adjust, pause, or cancel at any time with no hidden fees or penalties. If EarthBreeze doesn't end up being the 2024 update of your dreams, you don't even have to return it. Just let them know it's not for you and get a full refund, no questions asked. Right now, my listeners can get started with EarthBreeze and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash plantedrunner. That's earthbreeze.com slash planted runner for 40% off your subscription. 
But first, I wanted to let you know that I have been chosen as the official coach for the Oktoberfest Half Marathon, September 30th, 2023, here in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. Come run along the French Broad River as the trees change color and enjoy a tasty craft brew after the race. I've created an exclusive 12-week half marathon training plan specifically for the Oktoberfest half marathon, which you can add to your cart with your registration. It includes everything you need to run your best race, including mileage strength training and, of course, my best mental strength lessons. They've also created a private Facebook group for the event where you can get support and join a community of runners ready to don their lederhosen this fall. This race is expected to sell out and training starts July 9th. So sign up today at OktoberfestHalfMarathon.com. That's Oktoberfest with a K, HalfMarathon.com. Before I get back to the conversation, I want to talk about a massive problem that I see with runners everywhere and especially plant-based runners. You know that I'm the first to tell you that you can absolutely get everything you need from a plant-based diet as an endurance runner, but most runners are struggling. With our busy lives and time-consuming training schedules, making sure that you get enough to fuel your training and making sure that it's actually optimal for your health and performance is a real challenge. So that's why I tell all my athletes to make nutrition simpler and get Neurofi Plus by Prevenex. In less than a minute, you can mix their superior quality protein shake up with just water in a shaker bottle. And it actually tastes delicious. That is not the case with other plant-based powders I've tried. You can enjoy Neurofi right after a workout, knowing you are getting everything you need for muscle repair, with none of the junk that you're going to get in one of the lower quality powders. Another cool way to use it is to mix up a couple of scoops with water or warm plant-based milk right before bed. Studies have shown that taking 20 to 30 grams of protein right before bed is the optimal time for protein synthesis and muscle repair that we all need. Look, this is the only product that I'm working with, and that's for a very good reason. I believe in Prevenex quality, their mission, and I use Neurofi Plus myself. And I'm not the only one. Lindsay Hine of All Have Another, Jason Fitzgerald of Strength Running, Whitney Hines of The Mother Runners, Elite Athlete, Emily Enfeld, and so many others in the running world are passionate about Prevenex too. If you're ready to simplify your nutrition and optimize your fueling, you can try Neurofi for 15% off the regular price with my code PR15. That's PR15 at Prevenix.com. Let's explore my favorite way to train for the 5K. A perfect workout to prepare specifically for the 5K is 12 repeats of 400 meters or a quarter mile at your goal 5K pace with a short but relatively quick jogging rest of 100 meters. No stopping or walking if you can help it. If you don't know what your goal pace is, try to pick a pace that would be a medium hard effort for a quarter mile, but nowhere near all out, perhaps a six or a seven on a scale of one to 10. You want to find a speed that you can sustain the whole workout without burning out and still be able to keep those jog breaks honest. 
By the time you're done, you have run a 5K at your goal pace. Well, technically 4,800 meters, and you did it with very little recovery. By not fully recovering and by jogging quickly in between the repeats, you still improve your ability to run at race pace, but you ensure that you have the aerobic strength and support to maintain goal pace on race day. The following week, do the same thing, but do it with 600. So that would be eight times 600 meters at goal pace with 200 meters jogging in between. The next week is six by 800. So now you're up to half a mile at a time at goal pace. By week four, it could be time to test yourself a little and see if you've improved over the last month. So go ahead and do the 400 workout again, but this time spice it up and hit the gas on the last interval or the second to last interval. This teaches you that you can work even harder at the end of a workout when you're tired. Definitely something you will need on race day. Then on week five, try the 800 workout again and see if you can drop the hammer on the last or second to last interval there. By week six, you should be just about ready to race that weekend. We want to keep your legs sharp by including some speed about five days ahead of the race, but not so much that you're tired on race day. A good race week workout could be a mile at faster than 5K goal pace, rest for three to five minutes, and then a couple of 400s faster than race pace. While going faster than goal pace seems counterintuitive, your fitness is already built by now, and you're just reinforcing the connection between your brain and your legs for this one. The other reason faster than goal is good here is because it makes your real goal pace feel way more comfortable. If you're a very advanced runner, you can probably handle more reps than what I've just outlined, but the structure is exactly the same. Chop up the 5K into little pieces separated by short, quick jogs. Of course, all of the workouts I've just described include a good warm-up and a cool-down of nice and easy running of a length that's appropriate for your experience. And of course, no runner's training would be complete without proper rest and recovery, as well as just enough strength training to keep the body strong and injury free. After weeks of training, race day arrives. What's the best way to race the 5K? In a word, fast. The 5K has the reputation of being a lung-searing, quad-burning race where you start fast, stay fast in the middle, and speed up towards the end. And that's pretty much exactly the strategy for racing it. As with all endurance races, running negative splits or finishing faster than you started is the recommended strategy for most 5K courses. If you're running hard, it will hurt, but thankfully it's over pretty quickly and you can be recovered enough to race it again next weekend. But before we even get into 5K race strategy, be sure that you spend some time warming up right before the race. Of course, you don't want to leave your speed in the warm-up so that you feel tired at the starting line, but you'll want to spend 
a good 15 to 20 minutes or so doing an easy jog, and then about five to 10 minutes doing some speed drills to wake up the legs. These drills could be a few strides, some high knees and butt kicks or the lunge matrix, but whatever you do, make sure it's a routine that you're used to and you've practiced many times. The last thing you want to do is try some fancy footwork just because you see other people doing it and you end up tweaking something. Now that your legs are warm, I like to break up the 5K into miles. When the gun goes off, you'll be tempted to blast off the line as fast as you can. Don't do that. (laughs) While you definitely don't want to run slowly the first mile, if you're running your goal pace right away, it will catch up with you quickly. There's simply not enough time in the 5K to do much pace correction if you use up all your gas in the first mile. So let's call the first mile a controlled but sustainable effort. You should feel like even if everything goes wrong, you can handle this pace the entire race. As you begin your second mile, your goal should be to pick up the pace even more. Again, this needs to be a controlled effort because you have a long way to go, but this is where you put your feet to the fire just a little bit. By mile three, you've got to decide whether or not you can give more or if you just need to hang on for dear life. This will feel like the longest mile of the whole race, but if you've rationed out your effort just right, it will be the quickest. Don't go for broke right away, but it's about time to accept that everything is feeling harder and harder, and the best way to feel better is to get to that finish line as quickly as you can. When you get to the home stretch, your heart should be pounding, your face should be burning red, and you are pumping your arms and your legs as fast as they possibly can go. You might be taking a breath with every step at this point, which is borderline hyperventilating, but if you can just get to the end with everything you've got, it'll all be worth it. In my opinion, Racing a 5K to the best of your ability is even harder than running a great marathon. Yes, it's over a lot sooner, but the level of intensity is arguably 10 times higher. I personally prefer the slow simmer of the marathon to the burning fire of the 5K, but racing the 5K has definitely made me a better marathoner. And the best part, if you don't get the results you want, the recovery is short enough from the 5K that you can try it again next weekend. And now it's time for the Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Today's topic is the internal family system. This is an approach in psychotherapy that views the self as being made up of different sub-personalities that all play a role in keeping you safe. The idea is that there are no negative or positive thoughts. Your thoughts represent voices who all have the same goal keep you safe from harm. So when you're in a tough race or workout and you start to think this is hard, I want to stop or I can't do this. It's actually a voice that is not trying to hurt you, but instead help you. These are not negative thoughts. They are self-protective. Expect that voice to come whenever you do hard things. And instead of getting angry at the negative, have compassion for it. 
Once you learn to be your negative thoughts in a more compassionate way, they lose their power. Thank you for listening to The Planted Runner or watching it on YouTube. Don't forget, you can win a copy of my book for leaving an Apple podcast review. So be sure to write yours right after your run today. Reviews are the number one way to boost this show's reach. And it's a great way to tell me what you'd like to hear next because I read every single one. Have a great run today. Hear Her Sports is a podcast for everyone who loves stories by and about women striving to improve and make a difference in their lives. I am your host, Elizabeth Emery, a former professional cyclist. In every episode, I introduce a female athlete or woman in the business of sport through a thoughtful conversation about who they are and the terrific work they're doing. My guests and I explore the glorious and frustrating issues in sports, history, equity, training, nutrition, and so much more. Join us for inspiration, for community, and for love of being a strong athletic woman.